we're live. Welcome, everybody, to Barbecue Chicken. This is going to be your once or probably twice weekly episode. Uh, I am Ken. You'll see me reference myself as KMFN. That's a nickname I go by. I'm a huge basketball fan. I'm here with one of my longtime good friend, co-hosts, Rob Sinkew. You want to go ahead and introduce yourself, Rob? I'm Big Rob Sinkew. I go by a lot of uh, nicknames, um, one being Chocolate Thunder. I won't refer myself to that often, but it uh, is one of my many nicknames, and I'm a basketball fan. Have been since day one. Started off collecting uh, basketball cards at the corner store, and uh, that's where it, uh, it all began. So, great to be here. Great with be here with my longtime friend, brother from another mother, KMFN. Let's get into it. Right on, man. So let's get into the context of the show here. So we wanted to put something together. Like I said, we've been friends for 25 years. And uh, I think what we we found about four or five years ago on a vacation is that we conversate very well, kind of in that yin to yang, back and forth, whether it's basketball, whether it's relationships or life, whether it's football, sports, it doesn't matter. We just kind of we kind of decided we need to lay that the groundwork for this. Took us years to do it. Right. But we got that first episode. And so Indeed. we wanted to we wanted to bring to you uh, a show that was kind of mainly geared towards basketball and, and sports. And so you'll see us kind of venture off into football and some stuff that might relate to that. That's our biggest passion in life. Like you heard Rob say, he started with basketball cards. I started with baseball cards, basketball cards, hockey cards as a kid. I've been doing this my whole life as far as sports go. So this is our passion, which you guys are probably going to see us venture off into all sorts of life topics, Girls, women, relationships, family. Rob's a big church guy, right? And so we, we chose the name Barbecue Chicken because I'm a huge fan. Rob's a huge fan. We love Shaq. We love us some Shaq. Yeah. Funny guy, yeah. funny man. Barbecue Chicken, if you don't know, is Shaq's favorite reference. Uh, he don't like cake. He don't like chocolate cake. It's not a piece of cake to Shaq. It's barbecue chicken. Yeah. Whenever you see a mismatch, a mismatch in the post, Shaq refers to it as barbecue chicken. That means it's delicious. Somebody's going to get ate up. And in the case of Shaq, it's going to be a thunderous, <laughs> earth-shattering slam into someone's grill. <laughs> right. Speaking, speaking of the grill, this pilot <laughs> episode is called Lighting the Grill. And what we want to start off is with um, our five favorite players at each position and this episode um since it's episode one i think it's only fitting that we start with the one the point guard now the criteria for this is very meticulous it's whatever the heck we want to say and whoever we like for whatever reason our top five point guards um in nba history let me let me preface that this is all time so some of y'all who don't know anything about the past and you're only you only know about what's going on right now you're in for a treat it's a history lesson take some notes we're gonna put you on game and uh let's go you want to make the first selection um at point guard for your top five point guards of all time Yep, and before I do that, I'm going to touch on what you just said. I think you guys are going to find that we talk a lot about basketball history here, a lot of that 70s, 80s, and 90s stuff in that long-forgotten decade of the 60s, right? And so right. we're, we're big into the history. We definitely appreciate and understand 
the quality of the talent in the game today. But we're here to bring you some of the facts that are forgotten by this generation. So, yeah. Uh, To preface my team, uh, what I'm looking to do here is a team that I would start a franchise with. If I'm going to build around this, right, and there's no salary cap involved, this is the team I want to put on the floor as a fan. This is the team I want to come and see every day. So I'm actually going to start with my top point guard of all time, statistically, just champion-wise. I think everyone would agree, but you got to put magic number one. I'm going to put Magic number one because he changed the game. He brought the fast break offense to the game. He sped the game up. Yep. Uh, he took uh, he took Captain. He took uh, Kareem, whose game was slowing down, who was just kind of meek and mild as a player, and yep. revived him, brought him back to life, right? And so you can talk about statistics and assists and stats, but to me it's really what he brought to the game, sped that game up. He's a team player, so that's yeah. my number one, man. And I'm going to tell you, let's talk about Magic for a quick second. Magic Johnson, um, when I was coming up, he was kind of, uh, when I became conscious of what was going on, he was kind of uh, hitting the tail end of his career, not because um, his game was deteriorating, but he would retire in 92. I had to be about nine years old around the time. So the absolute heyday of Magic, I missed the bulk of that by being a baby. However, I will say, when you look at the highlights of Magic Johnson, nobody made the game look more fun than Magic Johnson. Right. I mean, you couldn't put a better player in the city of Los Angeles with that team. Um, this man, I mean, he was just a smiling, happy, sharing, no-look passing. I've seen Magic Johnson look at a, a person directly in their eyes as they're running top speed. He's dribbling, running top speed, looking at his teammate directly in his retina, re- directly in his pupils. And the guy's like, ready to catch the pass. Psych, Magic's not passing it to you. He's <laughs> passing it to somebody way over there who's not even on the screen perfectly. And I've right. seen him do it many, many times. I mean, you just don't see that type of flair for passing. It's right. not only accuracy, but I'm going to do some goofy wizardry, some yeah. magic stuff. How many times have we seen the highlight? Hey, hey. Yeah, just, what hey. in the world? Hey. How does he do that? It's right. like, wow. Well, he invented the no look pass. I mean, I'm sure it was around and it had been done, but yeah. it was it was not part of the everyday game. Oh. The the crazy behind the back bounce passes and stuff that he was doing. Hey. Yeah, Let's he had eyes it. in the back of his head, and I will never forget. I remember just being a kid, that '92 Dream Team. You know yeah. that that was that was where it was at for us, right? And so we were lucky yeah. enough to see that. But the lob pass from from uh, Magic over his head backwards to Mike, who comes oh, from the free throw line, and yo, oh, man. <laughs> I'll never forget it. I'll never oh, forget man. It. it was like Magic a culmination. Just, it was a culmination yeah. of everything. It was. It was the 80s and the 90s all <laughs> happening. <laughs> right. right. Let, me lit- let me literally pass you the torch right here. That's, man, that's crazy that you brought that up because that was literally a dream team. Um, Back in the day, young people, before you had uh, your favorite players just joining together on the same team, it was unheard of for you to even fathom 
you couldn't even imagine Magic Johnson, Michael Jordan, Larry Bird, all these players, Charles Barkley on the same team. Because back then, every team had one superstar and one un- kind of superstar. It was That was what you did. Right. Nowadays, it's nothing to see um, James Harden play with Kevin Durant because it, that's what the NBA is now. But back then, whoo, it was like, whoa, we just right. – we knew that they were going to win. Um, we knew another, any no other team in the world stood a chance. Right. And I, and I think they won those games um, by an average of uh, 274 points. If you, <laughs> if you were <laughs> on, on average, right? On yeah, average. you know, but, oh, we, you know, we won by 400 today. That's kind of right. how. <laughs> it was obviously, it was obviously, you know, a response to the fact that we hadn't done well you know, in the previous set of Olympics before that. And, you know, we don't like losing. We're America. So let's be real. Uh, they repealed the rule and changed it and put the, allowed the pros to play. It was just amateurs before that. The only, the only thing to this day that I wish had been different about that team was Leitner. Oh Shaq, my God. Right. Jeez. Literally, I mean, we named our show after this guy. I'm telling you, it was like yeah. next next to Mike, he was my favorite player growing up, right? Till Iverson yeah. came along, but right, Shaq, like, to, yeah. like, I was mad about it when I was nine. I'm mad about it when I'm 39. I'm mad nine. about. Uh, we'll get to this. We'll touch on this. I'm mad that Dominique Wilkins and Isaiah Thomas were omitted from the list. True. Um, but 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 yeah, Shaq, come on, it was the obvious choice. Shaq was named like 50 greatest players, like in his third year or something like that. Like he was, <laughs> yeah, right. He was like everybody knew what it was. Right. Shaq didn't. Uh, he didn't have a period where he was emerging. He came into the league emerged already. He was, <laughs> he was a he man was at pre-emerged. Yeah. yeah, it was just like yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, we've so we seen, we've only seen that a, a handful of times, right? Like you yeah. saw it with Bill Russell. You like, I mean, we weren't around back then, but you can yeah. look at the videos and you know he was a man at 16. He was a man when he entered the league. Yeah. It happened with Kareem. It happened with Wilt. It, oh, yeah. You know, and those, you know, you, those are grown men, right? And so, yeah. I think it's different when you're seven feet. I think you kind of you you come into your manhood a lot sooner, like when you're seven foot tall. Definitely. So you but gotta... Shaq was seven feet and like three hundred and. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, what part of his career though, right? Like, yeah, that's true. He, yeah, he was a lot slimmer when he first came. Right. So, right. Very true. Very I, I, true. I'm I'm not sure which Shaq I like better: athletic, run the court, yoke on you, yeah. Shaq, or post you up, back you down, embarrass you, I, Shaq. I like young Shaq. Okay, okay. We can talk about Shaq. We might have to do our own. <laughs> episode. episode yeah <laughs> go on for days about that all right so back okay. to you right so me your point guard all right one. i'm gonna go with the one the only the crystal blue eye having born in 1973 west coast point guard co of the year i know you're doing it jason no nickname Kid, now let oh, me tell that's you. That's not what about. I thought you were gonna say. Jason Kidd, another I like past first point guards. Jason Kidd was like the first, uh, well, not the first, but the first of in a long time of that walking triple double threat. Yep. And I mean, the dude was so fast, the dude he was like big and fast. Like, I remember, um, this is how and this might not be a very good way to judge 
but for you kids that um play 2K, you can judge a player's impact by if you take him out of the game on 2K and see what the rest of his teammates can do. I remember <laughs> I remember the New Jersey Nets had Stefan Marbury and they were like a a sinking failing team and they traded him head up for Jason Kidd. It was like an even swap and by that simple replacement. Now, now don't get it twisted. Stefan Marbury was a was a beast. He was a goon. He was a, a all-star caliber player. He was seen as equal to Jason Kidd in talent. But when they made that even swap and they put Jason Kidd on that team with the Nets, they went to the championship twice. And this team had no business being in a championship. Um, I hope this never gets – I hope our podcast never gets too big because we're going to have some beef right now because I'm going to start some. But Kenyon <laughs> Martin was nothing more than just an athletic – athletic, fast-jumping guy who had no post moves. <laughs> he couldn't dribble. I've never seen him, you know, uh, do anything other than dunk and run in his prime. Yeah. which was his first th- few years. Richard Jefferson, love him. I love his uh, commentating and stuff on, 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 on the ESPN or wherever he's at. But let me tell you, he was nothing more than a running, jumping, athletic, slam dunk monster. Um, excuse me. Kerry Kittles, blah. Uh, Lucius Harris. Uh, he had a sc- the team of, I'll say parts. We won't, we won't call them scrubs. Because they could do, they were they could do stuff, but they were limited in their abilities. Jason right. Kidd came and took that team to the championship twice. They were running and gunning. They were it was just fun to watch. He's a great passer, um, a great mind for the game, as you can see. He's coaching now. Could dribble. I mean, Jason Kidd was unbelievable. Yeah. Well, the thing I like about Jason Kidd, right, and the the debate always goes back and forth, like who was better, him or Steve Nash, right? Right. And so, but the thing I liked about Jason Kidd is I think it all started kind of that like true point guard that can dribble, that can pass, that can control the game. I mean, Magic was was fast and flashy, but Isaiah Thomas was obviously like he was a true point guard. And so once he retired, my fear was what's going to happen to the point guard position going forward. But because of guys like Nash and guys like Kidd, more specifically, mm-hmm. they 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 kept the essence of the Isaiah Thomas and the John Stockton in the game. They kept that yeah. point guard there, right? And Kidd yeah. obviously brought his team to a couple championships. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I agree, right? If you're going to start a team, you want a guy that's MVP caliber yeah. at your at your point. So I'm going to move on yeah. to number two in the essence of time here. So sure. I, number two, uh, I'm going to go with the greatest shooter of all time. Hands down, I think if you're going to put a guy on the floor and you got to rely on somebody to, to to make a bucket when it's clutch and when it matters, it's got to be Steph, right? Steph can cook. Yeah. Steph's the chef. Uh, he's elevated the game again. I'm a little bit about legacy and what he's done to the game, what he does to drawing in fans, children to your stadium. Right. Mm-hmm. He's a ticket seller. He's a draw. If I'm a GM or an owner, I want Steph on my team. If I'm a coach, I want yeah. that mentorship and that leadership on my team. So number right. two for me is going to be Steph hands down. Steph, Steph Curry changed basketball. He changed the entire game of basketball in a way that um, 
it's never going to, I don't think it's ever going back to two pointers. Uh, right. Unless they, move, <laughs> unless they move the line. But Steph Curry, if you ever watch, like go to a game, like let's go to a high school game. And in between uh, halftime, sometimes they let the little kids on the court or something like that. And just watch these little, I seen a kid, he was a baby. He was like one years old. And he was dribbling the ball, a uh, 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 NBA size ball at the three point line, hoisting it up. I said, wow. <laughs> See what I was. Toddler. Right, this baby is out there shooting threes. He already see when we were growing up. If we were two right. and three and five years old, we're shooting yeah. from mid range because that's what Mike yeah. did. Right, yeah. we're trying to Mike, dunk. Yep. That's what we're Mike trying to did. dunk. Yep. Yeah, that was the thing. Mike Lower did, the right? rim so we can dunk. So we can dunk. Right, we need to be Sean Kemp. We need to be Dominique. Man. We need to be Mike. We need to fly. We need to shoot mid range shots. That's what you did. These back kids then. don't care nothing about <laughs> that at all. Listen, I heard a stat today, right, and that was part of that thing I sent you, which I don't know if you watched, but it was is pure gold. Yeah, but, I watched it. Uh, you know, they they dropped that nugget in there about. Back in Mike's day, like in the early 90s, it was 9.53 three-point attempts per game. And then Good. now, current era, yeah. you're at 21 and a half three-point attempts per game. You it's have crazy. doubled, more than yeah. doubled the amount of three-point attempts. And there are other factors, but Steph Curry is largely involved with that. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, so, yeah, You can't say enough about him. Classic on and off the court. Uh I would go with, um, for my next selection, the underrated, purest point guard. The purest. I mean, when you just think of the of point guards, that's just so pure. Everything you want your point guard to be. The prototype himself, Mr. Jonathan Stockton. There you go. See? I Listen, was waiting. I was waiting. I should have picked him first. Here's the thing. I mean, I'm, I'm going to rearrange my order. Maybe at the end, but John Stockton, right? The durability he played eighty-two games, like the majority of his career. Yep, he's got the most assists ever in history, and that'll never be broken. Especially, yeah, especially today. Today with these shoot first point guards, the most assists ever, the most steals ever. So that means. He's the best at taking the ball, and he's the best at giving the ball in NBA history. Yeah, I mean, what else do you want, right? Yeah, he's a giver. He's the taker. He shot over like 50% from his career, a three-point threat at a time where that was a thing. Now everybody's a three-point threat. But back then, you had to be known as a three-point shooter to shoot a three. They wouldn't even let you shoot if you did. Like, you literally, you needed to have that badge. Or yeah, you yeah. Shoot. You had to have the badge. <laughs> Everybody's shoot. got the badge now. But that back then, Stockton was one of the only guys uh, on that team that had that green light. I mean, you know, he's very, very workman-like point guard. He right. goes to work, he punches the clock. All Like I said, all-time leader of assists, two-time uh, NBA uh, runner-up in the championship with Carl Malone. And a lot of people put them together, but I just want to take some time out to give Jonathan Stockton his individual due as the purest point guard in the history of Western right. civilization. And I think, I think for me, one of the, the biggest uh, disappointments in basketball is that John Stockton never really got into coaching that I know of, or never really got very far down that line if he did, but right. he had so much to deliver to the game as a player, he would make yeah. very little sense in today's game because he is 
such a system player, but that plays yeah. into part of the reason why you want to build your team around that guy because he just right. he's not going to argue. You tell him what no. to do. You give him the playbook. You tell him we're going to run this. This is your job. Yeah. You, yeah. it's, a two, it's a two-man system. It's you and Carl. You give him the ball unselfishly, you're going to score 11 points a game, but you're going to lead the world in assists. He never yeah. argued. He never argued. Never. 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 So, yeah. Number got? three, what do you got for number three? I'm going to flip it back to you. We're going to go serpentine right. on this. I'm going to do this. Uh, this actually should be number one. I know they all should be number one. But <laughs> right. the man himself, the only person that can lay claim to beating prime magic beating prime Jordan and prime bird in the playoffs. This man, Chicago's very own Isaiah Lord Thomas, the third. Um, what can you say about Isaiah Thomas? Now, statistically, he doesn't really blow you out of the water in terms of all time. Greats. I think he's top five and assist all time. Um, but when you watch him play, I mean, the man that I seen a, a dribble tutorial by Isaiah Thomas, where he's bouncing the ball on his fingertips I'm just like, wow, what control? I mean, the heart of a champion, the heart of a lion, uh, you know, questionable uh, personality, <laughs> if you might say. <laughs> Some people, right. He's got a questionable personality, questionable uh, character, but, man, what a what a competitor. Um, just watch him on the court. I mean, He's fast. Another pure point guard, you know. Um, and if you look at, if you want to talk about who had what type of help, if you look at the Detroit Pistons, they're really a street gang. They're, they didn't have a lot of <laughs> super talented offensive uh, right. offensive players. Uh, so to get two championships out of, uh, out of that team with Isaiah at the head, man, it's, it's miraculous. And it's a testament to his leadership. Right. And uh, ability. So I'm going to agree. I just I knew you were gonna just go there with, with Isaiah, right? I knew you yeah. were gonna go there. So I'm just gonna go ahead and put him at my number three as well, and I'll extrapolate on why, right? And I think right. a lot of people credit like Tim Hardaway with the crossover. They credit, you know, some of the guys in the but I really feel like Isaiah brought the crossover and the dribble game to a whole nother yeah. level and brought it to uh not just the street game or the all-star game, but he brought it to the everyday game. And so it's that ball control and that ball handling. But he's you talk about like guys like Jimmy Butler and guys like, yo, Kim yeah. Noah, right? Like you talk about dogs. He yeah. was a dog, right? He's not a big dude, but he was a dog 100%. out there. He's grit. He's grime. He's in your fucking head every day. Yeah. And that was every one day. of the things he did well. That's why people hated him. That was part of his character flaw, yeah. though, right? It's like he just yeah. some questionable stuff, you know, walking off the court. Yeah, you know, right? Like yeah. I don't agree with that, right? And it is what it is now, but yeah. it's you know, it's too bad, right? Because his legacy could have been so much larger, and and obviously, right. without I'm gonna get in trouble for saying this, but I think we all know why he wasn't on that dream team. Oh and yeah, I think we know the characteristics and 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 Mike and and everything else, and no matter what the last dance says and what Mike says, I think we all know it was it wasn't his yeah. game, it wasn't his play, right? So nah, Isaiah Thomas, I think Chris Paul with one team and some championships, um, but even more um, explosive, like, yep. man, um, we can go, we could do a whole episode on that too, but I'm going to go with somebody that <coughs> rarely ever gets mentioned. I already um, know who you're going to say. I already know who you're going to say. 
I don't think I don't think so. Hold on, I got a okay. call. <laughs> I don't think so. Cause it just came to me right now. Okay, go for it. Um this is a guy, small guy. Rarely ever gets mentioned because his his uh his span of excellence didn't last very long, but at his peak, this guy's Nate Archibald. Okay. 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 I'm t- and I'm gonna tell you why. I got a cough again. Hold on. Go for it. <laughs> it's not COVID. I just need some water. But uh, <laughs> Nate Tiny Archibald was great because he's the only player to lead the league in scoring and assists. The scoring was, I think, over thirty in game. Led the assists with over ten in game. So these weren't. Weird stats. Oh, you had 15 points and let the league in scoring. No, 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 no. Scoring and assists. What can you say about a player that usually you got to pick? Oh, he's a pass first. Oh, he's a shoot first, but he can't pass. Oh, he's a pass first, but he can't shoot. Oh, he can't score. You know, like, usually you got to pick one or the other. Usually uh, a pass first point guard is good for some points, but they're not that dangerous of a, of a scoring threat and the scoring point guard, the I- Iversons, you don't have to worry about them ever passing the basketball, but this <laughs> man at the top scoring assist, Nate, tiny Archibald, a little guy. I think he was listed at maybe six feet. They say maybe real in real life, closer to five, nine, five, ten, dominating the way he did. Right. Totally. Uh, so I'm going to give him some love. You got to think about the era he played in, too. That was not an era where a 5'10 right. guard, oh. right, is going to get to the rim like that at all. Because you got – you got mm-hmm. it was a big man game. It was The center position was all the rage at that point. And so – Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. The, the, at the time and the era in which Nate dominated and did the things that he did on the court, again, a selfless player, right, can yeah. drive, can shoot. Uh, can do everything at an above average level, and uh, you know you don't have to be number one at every category to be great, right? And so, right, yeah, Nate was a great player, great choice. I love it. It's a nice solid throwback pick. Uh, I'm gonna follow that up with a throwback pick too, and you're probably gonna like this because I think we watched the same show, and the show actually made me want to make this pick because okay. I already also liked the dude because I'm a true point guard fan. And I'm a team builder guy, so I'm going to go with my guy, Jerry West. Wait, I don't have to do that. Wait, hold on, wait. There you go. Are you talking talking about leadership and building a team, right? And obviously the show is, it's fictional, but they do a pretty good job of kind of depicting it. But his grit and his emotion and the amount of of passion that Jerry put behind the game. Yeah. Ever gave up all that all that winning just to lose? All that winning just to lose, man. I'd have done quit, right? But I, you know, and and you yeah. put a logo around the guy. There's a reason why he was the logo. He's a stand-up guy. He's an NFL uh players or sorry, NBA players association type of guy, right? He's the guy right. that you, you don't just want leading a team. You want a guy that's leading your organization, your your right. Leader, right? He's the face of everything on the court. Obviously, his statistics spoke for themselves, but he also played at a time where point guard wasn't the statistically dominant position. Uh, right. But 
Uh, Wilt was dominant, but he was on the later latter half of his career too. So mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure they helped each other. So I'm gonna go with Jerry there. Yeah, Jerry West is the logo um, for a reason. Uh, they had serious game. Um, some of y'all put him in the two guard situation. The bottom line, I think he was a point guard, um, especially when Gail Goodrich came to the team. Gail was obviously the two. So for the sake of this, we're going to put him in that point guard category. 6-1, a deadly shooter known as Mr. Clutch. I've seen him hit half-court buzzer beaters. Before the times where kids practice him, before Steph Curry, we might have to have a BC before Curry, you know, just right. so y'all know, <laughs> so y'all know that this is a whole different type of thing when he's making half court buzzer beaters to tie games and win games. Man, I mean, what more can you say about Jerry West? Jerry, the logo West, right? So, the logo, yeah, I yeah. mean, LA is, is on the map because of Jerry and Wilt, and obviously, Magic. Yeah. Magic's number one because he elevated that, yeah. and you know Shaq and Kobe kept that kept that alive. But the Lakers, the Lakers are the Lakers because of Jerry. So for sure, uh, and 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 let, let's not even just mention his uh, executive abilities. Right. Yeah. I mean, I we're, mean we're we're focused on players on the court, but that's again man. being a legacy guy. I mean, his he's been he's he, with without Jerry, the league wouldn't be what it is. Like it'd be oh. different. It would be different. His influence on the league is is real. The realist. So I'm gonna go with number five. We are, uh, we are uh, like super past what we we wanted to do for these episodes, but that's okay. Yeah. We're fi- we're yep. gonna figure it out together with you guys, right? And then so we'll mm-hmm. land on a spot that makes sense here eventually. So I'm gonna round out number five, and this is just I you know I should be going, I should be going with John Stockton because he is a top five, he is a top three, but. Yeah. You mentioned him already, so I'm going to mix it up here a little bit and have some fun, and I'm going to actually steal your pick. You're going to be oh. mad. I'm going to take your pick. I'm going to take your pick. Dang. Okay, okay, okay. Not, I, I can't put Iverson there because I put him in the two guard, so I'm going to go with Mark Price. Mark Price. <laughs> Dang, I was going for him next. <laughs> this guy. I got, this guy. I got to. Part of it, right, is yeah. just the, the term smooth like butter kind of comes to oh, mind yeah. when you're talking about Mark Price. He's just so smooth. He's just he didn't do anything at like this super excellent you know level, but yeah. that's a solid character that you want on your team that again is going to do the John Stockton thing and just do what he's asked. He's going to run the system. He's going to score 12 points a game. He's going to get 9, 10, 11 assists and he's going to hit right. that three consistently. To me, I feel like he's one of the smoothest three-point shooters and when I play 2K and I build a franchise yeah. I know I know Mark Price is going to be there in the third round. So I'm going to land on sure. Mark Price because he's a good oh, value. Yeah. And I don't have to draft a number one if I'm a GM. But I'm going to get an excellent value at my second or third pick, someone to run my team. Oh, yeah. Uh, Mark Price, man. I used to love me some Mark Price. You talk about a three-point guy back in the day. I think he won uh, the three-point contest at All-Star Weekend um, at least once. I know he, he might be a multiple winner. But man, Mark Price was just so smooth. He was like, um, if you take a little bit of the of the passing from Stockton and put it in the shooting category, it's pretty much Mark Price. He played defense. He was tough. Um, so he was so good that the Cleveland Cavaliers had a young Kevin Johnson on their team at the same time. A lot of people don't know this. 
but before um, Kevin Johnson was a Phoenix Sun, he was a, a Cavalier. And they said, we don't need you. And they traded him to Phoenix for hot Rod Williams or something like that. And it was better. It worked out for both teams. But the fact is, you know, if you know anything about Kevin Johnson, he was he was raw business back in the day. Athletic point guard, he would dunk on you. You know, he had, he had game. But not, they said, no. We got <laughs> He didn't have that much game. You know, they, they stuck with Mark. And like I said, had not been for um, injuries and certain things, he would have had a longer and better career, I think. So is that is that your number five too, or you got someone else you want to put there? Nah, I'm I'm gonna try I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to spread the love. Gotcha. Go um, because honestly, you know, magic is I could we all gotta just take magic. Right. But I'm yeah. gonna try to I'm gonna try to highlight one last player yeah. real quick. And how can you make a top five point guard list or a top list without saying the original Mr. Triple Double Oscar Robertson? Boom. Um, yep. Just out there. I mean, it was a record that stood for forever. We never thought it would be broken. We never thought it would uh, even be approached until Westbrook. And now it seems like it can happen any season. But back then. And then too, like I said, the era was different. They they've they've said that even assists were counted differently back then. They said you had to uh, get like a direct a direct pass within like 0.1 seconds, and the person <laughs> had to make it in order for it to be an assist. It wasn't this I'll pass it to you, count to ten, and you make a basket and assist. So his assists were real, uh, his rebounds were real, and he was scoring all the points. And Jerry West Jerry West had even said at the time like. Oscar Robertson was the best player. Like he, he, right. he measured himself against Oscar Robertson. So shout out to him. His career, uh, I don't think – the thing about him and Jerry West is they both look back at their career with a lot of, uh, uh, I don't know, unsatisfaction. Angst. A lot of angst. Angst. That's the word. There it goes. Yeah. They're dissatisfied, and, and and they're not, you know, just happy-go-lucky. They're, well, they're anti- right. We'll get into what makes a GOAT conversation. At some point, sure. right? But I think sure. championships are one of the biggest factors when you're talking yeah. about the GOAT. And to a player, it is the entire reason that 99% of them play the game. And right, like I said, I mean, Oscar was was great. Jerry was great. Oscar was doing uh, Michael Jordan and, and Russell Westbrook guard-like things at an yeah. era where it just went simply unnoticed. So unnoticed that we don't even talk about it now. Like even That's as all. basketball historians, yep. we don't even talk about it. We don't even bring it up when we're talking nope. about it. So it's like, nah. it's a, it went so unnoticed and it's so unfair because he was doing yeah. Westbrook type things at an era where like, it only made sense to, to do that in three categories when you're a big man. Right. Which, right. Is, why, which is why, well, you know, when you stand a, a six or eight inches above the next big man on the team, you know, right. And right. So it, it Robinson did it. Robertson did it at a at an era that yeah just was unheard of. So and yeah. that's why and, and and to close out and that's why I wanted to highlight him because it's not even that. First of all, if there was a lot of footage available, we wouldn't watch it probably because of the 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 time and the era and the quality of the footage and stuff. Right. But yep. the fact is that there is no footage. <laughs> there isn't a lot of footage available. So even at the time, they didn't have the presence of mind to to capture, and a lot of the a lot of the stuff that he's done kind of just got washed away, and and people. Right. Uh, the the one thing he had was that triple double thing, and now that Westbrook took that, 
it, it it's like dang, it's yeah. in danger of him uh, uh kind of yeah, going away completely. So wanted to keep his name alive. Um he's I think he's still alive, so he's not dead. But, <laughs> but I wanted let's to not, keep it yeah, the the late Oscar let's stop <laughs> doing that. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're talking about him like he's dead. No, he's still around, but uh we wanted to make sure that his, his legacy got a little shine today here on Barbecue Chicken. Right on. So we are way over time. Our next episode is going to be a shooting guard category. The way we're going to kind of lay this out is we're going to go one through five, and then the sixth man we will do our top five in each. When we get to episode seven, we're going to hit you with our all-time favorite team, one through five plus a six, and we're going to pull our favorite from each of our top fives. When we get to that point, we cannot choose the same players, so our teams must be unique. I'm going to end this with giving the uh, listeners here a little bit of insight onto kind of who you and I are and how we met, where we came from, and why we're doing this. So I'm going to ask you if you remember how we met. I remember us meeting, I believe it was a computer class, Highland Junior High, seventh grade, um, on the first floor. I think I overheard uh one of us overheard each other talking about wrestling uh, and we haven't stopped uh, talking about sports since <laughs> <laughs> that was 1995 dude so right, right, my, right. my my version of it right and certainly it's yeah. a debate who's right or, or whatever that was so long ago but my yeah. version of it was First, like, I think it was the first week, if my memory serves me right, of seventh grade, first, second week, and I didn't really know. I was still trying to figure out what my crowd was and what lunch table I was going to sit at, and I had tried a few lunch tables in the first week or so, and yeah. I wasn't I wasn't feeling the tables I was sitting at, so I'm like, I'm going to sit down at this table with yeah. these three kids over here, right? And yeah. I sit down. That's what I remember. I sat down. It was you, it was Burks, and it was Papito, and, I, and like, yeah. it was – we were all from like such kind of the same walk, but like different walk. Papito with his accent, right? And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, 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 but we all kind of vibed over wrestling, mm -hmm. and I think that was yeah, common that ground, definitely right? happened because yeah. I remember you coming to the lunch table. Uh, I don't know if it happened before or after I heard you talking right. about wrestling. Like maybe yeah. I, yeah, yeah, maybe we started talking about it after that, or but I do remember that that was the common denominator. Right. Uh, I, I remember up. sitting at the table like, all right, this is my crew. This is going to yeah. be my crew. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because wrestling, even, even at that time, it wasn't a thing that everybody was into. It was kind of a, a niche type of thing. Right. So once you found people that were into what you were into, you know. Right. Yeah, and and back then wrestling was like, oh, you watch that fake stuff, and so I'm yeah. like, I got three people that understand what I'm saying, and they're not clowning me for it. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, we friends forever, man. We had a pirate sure. box and everything. So, yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, yeah, this episode went forever, but that's okay because we're yep. gonna figure out what we do from here on out. So we're gonna wrap it up here, and then we'll see you on episode two. This was Barbecue Chicken. I'm Ken KMFN. Gotta figure out how that how that works. But yeah. <laughs> we out. All right, peace.